Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 339. This is our DC TV news episode. I am your host, David C. Robertson, and mere hours ago, I was attacked by Sigourney Weaver. This is my <laughs> co-host, Jason Goss. <laughs> now we've all been there. Describe, describe. All right, so uh, for uh, I can't remember from SWAA, for a so Sigour 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 attacks anonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for uh, I think it was a birthday or a Christmas situation. Uh, my sister, I believe, uh, Brittany, mm-hmm. who designed who designed our wonderful logo. Do you believe um, is your sister? She is my she. I I know she's my sister. Uh, she designed our wonderful logo, and uh, she uh, gifted to me. One of those, you know, the little mystery like mini figures that they sell. Like they're in a bag, and you don't know a little pack, and you don't know what they are. They're like seven, eight bucks, and um, and it was a Ghostbusters one. And I opened this thing up, and it was a mini Sigourney Weaver. She's mm-hmm. got a big head. She's like uh, in the gown, you know, where she's floating in Ghostbusters, and um, you know where like Peter knocks on the door, Bill Murray yep. knocks on the door. She opens it. She's like, "I am the gatekeeper. Are you the key master?" And he goes, "No." And she closes the door in his face. Right. <laughs> and he knocks again. And she opens it, and he goes, "Uh, yes." And she's like, "Oh, okay, come in." And she's like floating <laughs> and stuff. It's her in that outfit. Of course. But um, I I had her up because I have, I have these like uh you know like twelve inch Ghostbusters figures. They were up in the house when I lived with you. And, um, they were by the way, I found glorious. out that, yeah, I found out that, uh, inside the packaging underneath them are a whole host of different hands and weaponry. Oh, damn. Yeah. Apparently like my sister, Brittany, same, same sister, mm-hmm. uh, had them as well. She bought them. She was going to throw out the boxes and, uh, my mom found them and was like, are you sure you want to throw these out? And then like kind of opened up this little compartment at the bottom. It's like, do you know they have all this stuff in here? What? <laughs> Good and also, the, yeah, right. And also, like the packs light up and everything. It's pretty cool. I had nice. no idea all that stuff was happening. Anyway, so uh, I sat down at my desk to prep for the show, and uh, apparently, I jostled some way the wrong way, and Sigourney Weaver just flew off of the shelf above my head and landed on top of me, and I shrieked like a child. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I've shown you, Paul. Paul, like the Simon Pegg movie? Yeah, she's the big bad there. It's okay. It's okay to, to, to be, you know, startled by a big bad flying at your head. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I had a similar situation a few weeks ago where I sat down and a Klingon bird of prey f- fell on my head. Um, <laughs> so just um, put less stuff on the shelves above your head. I think, I, I think that's the lesson here. Well, look, I mean, I've got several Adam West Batman or more glue. figures up there. Right. I've got an Enterprise, several Adam West, a Burt Ward or two, actually two Burt Wards, a uh, Yvonne Craig Batgirl, a Darwin Cook Superman, a Barbie that my other sister made to make, look like a uh, weeping angel from Doctor Who, mm. uh, the Ghostbusters, <laughs> a Bat of the Future time machine, and a, uh, a Klingon Bird of Prey all above my head, and it's all about to fall, probably. No, that's but, fine. Um, that's worth being attacked. That's what happens. Yeah, I, I, I might try to get you like some plexiglass and. Yeah, I need some. Uh, actually, I've looked it up. I've looked into it, and I need uh, translucent acrylic lucite. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'll work. They're so, they're somewhat expensive. Anyway, let's get into the news. The DC TV news. 
Um, <laughs> we might as well. I'm on Twitter at David C. Robertson. If any of you guys want to talk to me exclusively about action figures or... And you are attached tra- by action figures. Transparent, lucite, or whatever. Um, <laughs> How many times have your figures scared you? I had a fascinating, actually a legitimately fascinating conversation because I actually uh, I bought a uh, 12th Doctor action figure. Didn't like the head, but I liked the Peter Capaldi head that came with uh, the Christmas, or not the Christmas, but the, um, it was the uh, the Day of the Doctor, mm-hmm. Matt Smith final episode figure. Like They had a Capaldi head that you can change out. Yeah. So I just bought the 12th Doctor action figure in his suit and ripped off his head and put the other one on. Had a delightful conversation with another Who fan nice. uh, a couple months ago. But, um, yeah, so I talk about stuff like that. I have a little time. Gotham. <laughs> moving on to Gotham. Doing Gotham. We're talking about Gotham. No more of this weird stuff. Bat wieners. Uh, Gotham Season 4 is still undecided, apparently. It's still in the bubble, which is weird. It's averaged 3.48 million viewers in the 18-49 to 49 group this year, which is a 19% drop from Season 2. Those are... Those are flash numbers, guys. Those are those are CW numbers. Yeah, but which uh, is th- those are weird like for Fox. That's worrisome. That's worrisome for Fox. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you look at the other Fox shows that have dropped since last year, they are averaging a twenty three percent overall drop. The show is still ranked fifth in hour long dramas in the eighteen to forty nine group for Fox. It would cross one hundred episodes if it got a season four which actually does make it eligible for syndication, which makes it very, very likely. Very valuable property at that point. That at the, I mean, very, at the very least, they will get a truncated season four. I, I mean, I think, I, think. I think they have to have um, probably the whole season four to get to it. But, all right, you, you don't have to have 100 episodes. It's it's just a number that's a good number to be syndicated. It's mm-hmm. th- There's not a law here or anything. Mm-hmm. But you, you do have to generally be able to wrap something up that that helps a lot but they're they're not in bad shape for where they are like it, it, dropping where they are they they've dropped slightly less than their counterparts um mm-hmm. and actually their overall drop uh, it, like their 18 to 49 drop was 19 but their overall drop was 15 mm-hmm. as opposed to the overall drop of 23 percent for everything else that dropped on the net like no one's watching fox anymore is what it comes out around to like unless Pretty you're <laughs> unless you're watching like empire it, it's it fox has taken some hits so i don't know yeah. where they're going to turn other than this show right now it, they're i think they're kind of stuck with it to some extent and like it, it hasn't dropped anything uh it's fu- it's fine. Like it actually has a uh, the eighteen to forty nine group is slightly higher than Lucifer, whereas like the overall viewing group is slightly lower than Lucifer. And Lucifer's mm. already been removed. Like there, yeah. there's a pretty damn good chance we're going to see this show next year. There's no reason yeah. to panic. It's just some of the numbers are a little wonky, but when you put them in context, I, I think we see the show next year. And I think this is three point four eight million without um, counting the internet. Without counting uh, plus seven, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we thought it was going to be in trouble last year, and then it was like, but when you add in internet and plus seven. Yeah, the plus they seven were getting figures like are huge sometimes. Ten million. They were getting like 10 million a week. Yeah. So. And aside from that, like, I, I don't know if Fox has so busy a pilot season that they're just thinking about tossing out the roster. Like SNL, SNL style, just we're going to toss out our cast and restart. Burning the burning the green room. Burning the green room. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, no, I've made a terrible mistake. Run in, and grab John Lovitz. 
<laughs> I don't think that's what we're talking about. I I think we're talking about like they're pretty standard for where they are. Yeah. So on to Supergirl. Um, new Supergirl trailer for the March twentieth episode Starcrossed shows Music Meister, uh, Lyra in trouble. Is it Lyra? Is that right? I think it's I think it's Lyra. 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 I don't. Uh, I can't remember. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I know. I'm it's sorry. Close. I'm sorry. I know. It's my bad, really. Uh, it looks like a maybe a Daxum flashback, uh, and it confirms that Mondo will be outed as the Prince of Daxum. This is the episode that loosely gets us into the musical crossover on the Flash 21st called Duet. Um, on the March 27th, Kevin Smith directed episode though, Distant Sun. Uh, they'll be introducing Emily, Maggie's ex. She'll be played by Haley Sales, a musician who got into acting as a side character on Cedar Cove. The character is going to be, quote, there for a week. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's probably going to be one of those like, oh, we're gonna, I'm going to cause trouble and sparks might kind of fly, but then Alex will be mad and Maggie will be like, the reason I dumped her was because of the blah, blah, blah. I'm you honestly, shouldn't feel threatened. I'm really hoping it's one of those things where like she comes in, they say, hi, hey, it's a little awkward for a second. And then like Maggie and, and, uh, and Emily, uh, it makes sense to them and Alex gets to see why it makes sense to them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping it's one of those kind of relationship stories. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we weren't yeah. meant to be together. Sorry. And good luck to you too. Yeah. The, uh, that, that same episode, distant sun, uh, will also include the return of Linda Carter, by the way, uh, president of the United States of earth 38. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, also alien. What are you coughing about? <laughs> <clears throat> you okay? Seriously, yeah. are you dying? Nope. Tried to grab a sip. Gotcha. And I still, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if it's Earth 38 or 39, because I swear I've heard both ways. Uh, no. Well, I think it's Earth 38, and then, like, HR from the flashes from Earth 19. Yeah, he's 19, but I swear I heard 39 at some point for her, and I, I've just never gotten over it. Okay. Well, speaking of the Flash, uh, we've got some musical details. Uh, we've already reported original music coming from Rachel Bloom and the Pasek and Paul writing team. Uh, here's some new stuff, ensemble performance of Jackie DeShannon's Put a Little Love in Your Heart. There's a Benoist still, solo cover. Still gets of... me a little bit at the end of Scrooged. <laughs> Fair. I'm being honest. Being honest, people. Yeah. Uh, so I think pretty much longtime listeners of the show just know that we just like weep openly at everything at this point. That Bill Murray does, uh, yes. Well, no, just everything. Yeah, but obviously noise, that, yeah, too. He's doing a cover solo of Moon River, uh, made famous by Andy Williams. You know, there are a lot of uh, records with Andy Williams at thrift <laughs> stores for a very cheap. Oh, Jesse cheap. L. Yeah, Jesse L. Martin, Victor Garber, and John Barrowman will be rival mob bosses in a 40s setting. Uh, that's that other alternate Earth, I'm assuming. Or it's Coma Earth, like the coma whatever Earth. you want to call it. Yeah, Coma Earth. I'm yeah. going to call it Coma, coma Earth, Earth until someone gives me a better <laughs> definition. Uh, Jeremy Jordan is going to be a lounge pianist, and Carlos Valdez will be an aspiring artist busboy. Um, there are set photos available online. We do not have them available on the podcast, though, because this is audio, not visual. But they're out According, there. They are. According to Grant Gustin. looks pretty great. According to Grant Gustin, Leonard Snart and Eddie Fawn will be among the specters that will show up to haunt him in the Speed Force. He says the old faces are ultimately trying to help him, even if it means teaching him a lesson in a very tough way or throwing him a bone. Um, Kreisberg, 
has confirmed one fate on Flash. Uh, he says uh, Savitar was designed, or Savitar designed everything that happened to get Wally fast enough so that Wally can take his place, which is the one who will suffer a fate worse than death. Called it. Uh, <laughs> also, in reference to the Speed Force, last time, in a way, it was like Barry went to heaven, and this time it's more like hell. It's more about descending deeper and deeper into levels of hell. We get a bit more, a little bit more about the Speed Force mythology and Speedster's connections to it. Kreisberg also says the team will be more and more affected as the date draws near, but Joe will really start to feel it. Well, obviously, his kid's trapped in it. Yeah, and um, he, like he's not used to, and I think he brings it up too, it's like he's just a guy with a badging gun. Like, what? what is he going to do? He, he's yeah. up against forces that are way beyond him. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, how often do you hear this? Moviepilot.com has a thing that we're reporting on. We don't usually talk about Moviepilot. But they have a quick video with Greg Berlani explaining what they liked about Grant Gustin when he auditioned for Barry Allen. Mm -hmm. It includes raw footage of the screen test. It also has a few other screen tests, uh, including uh, Killian Murphy, Amy Adams, Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder, and Joe Manganiello. Not everyone here is testing for the part they ultimately got, though. So Now, I, I can... Uh... I can tell you this though, Murphy Murphy's screen test is apparently for Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that's interesting. And Adam uh, Amy Adams's uh, screen test is for Rachel Dolls. I think I would have rather to have seen that Batman Begins. I would have too, but I like her more here, so I I, I feel like that was a good sacrifice. Just in the overall scheme of things, I kind of like the idea of Katie Holmes as Lois Lane. Yeah, Strange. I don't know. I don't know. I like Amy Adams. I like I like her where she is. Didn't know I'd ever feel that way. Anyway. <laughs> You know, movie palette making you th- making you feel things. That's that's what they're known for. <laughs> Mostly mo- making me angry. Doom's World <laughs> over on Legends of Tomorrow will be a whole new reality. The synopsis is out there, but Brandon Routh confirms that the Legion of Doom will get to play God with reality in the March twenty eighth of Legends. He says none of us have our abilities and powers. Ray is a janitor for Star Labs. And the world is being run by insane, crazy people. So, yes, a bit of the worst nightmare. I'm kind of down with that. Yeah. See where that goes. Yep. Yes, I think it's penultimate. So, Ooh. you know, we got a rube after that. So, um, over with some arrow news. Uh, I don't know how to say this name, but that shouldn't be of any surprise to longtime listeners. Nope. I wish you the best of luck. Yep. Toymaker. Kotobukiya. Sure. Right? Maybe. Adds a green arrow to the Artifacts Plus line. Uh, they've added the Stephen Amell green arrow uh, in the one-tenth scale statues. It's very detailed. You can change whether the bow is at his side or being loaded up front. It can be pre-ordered on the Kotobukiya... Uh, sorry, I messed it up a second. I'm Kotobukiya's website for about 65 bucks. Uh, it won't be available until August. Uh, if I... Uh, well, let's just say if I had an unlimited amount of space and resources, uh, I would have that right now if I could. I, I would as own soon that. As it was that, available. that thing looks deadly accurate, actually. It's kind yeah, of, kind you of know fun. what? It, it reminds me of the Hot Toys that are like three, four hundred dollars. Mm. Um, that's like the definition of my definition of nom 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 nom. Yeah. Also, um, I, you know, over the course of that bit, let's give you credit. You were at least sixty percent probably accurate in, in in pronouncing his name. That rounds up, and I'm proud of you. I mean, I think it's a brand name, but is it a brand? I I, I thought Artifex was the brand name, and like that was his actual name. Anyway, no, it's uh, no, it's uh, the toy maker. 
It's not it's not a person, it's, it's a brand. It may have been named after a person, uh, Kotobukaya. Um, but the line is Artifacts Plus. Ah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, Cody Rhodes is coming back to Arrow. Uh, he's re- reviving the uh, Derek Samson character. He's going to be on episode 21 of season 5. Um, Guggenheim is talking about Talia al Ghul, and uh, she's going to be appearing in present-day Star City. And uh, she's apparently what she wanted back in Russia and what she wants now are very different things. He also says that Oliver has never heard Talia's last name, so he couldn't have known to ask Raish about her when they met. So I guess that's what Stephen Amell meant the other week when he was talking about how they've never heard his first name. The way he said it, it sounded like when he was like, oh, we've never heard her last name. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be like Talia Stevens, you dick. Yeah, no, it sounded Um, like witchcraft. (laughs) It did. It sounded like... um... Um, they were going to try to get away with something, but they, this this can make sense. Yeah, that can make sense. Uh, Cody Rhodes, I'm not as uh, adverse to this time around. He didn't do a terrible job last time. He did a pretty good job. He was fine. Uh, with his acting. I didn't think uh, he would, and then he did, so uh, good on you, buddy. And it was a and, great um, scene at the end when he actually, like, when Oliver, you know, kind of puts him down with the, the arrowhead. It, it, it was it was good mm-hmm. action there at the end. And, My uh, only question you know what, is, only- like, how many skin grafts does he have to have to come back <laughs> right because he got blued uh, up he did and uh, and talia you know the only, the only thing that was uh, really a damper on her for me was uh really the idea that she might not be the real talia that we know mm-hmm. and love uh as dc fans but it looks like she probably will be they're just you know throwing in like, hey he didn't know she was an al ghoul that's fine. I didn't need for him to. I, yeah, she's a good actress and uh, quite attractive. And uh, I kind of hope that she doesn't have sex with Ollie because that means she will have had sex with Ollie and Batman because I refuse to believe there's not a Batman in this ca- in this canon. And <laughs> there's a Batman in every canon as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so You just don't want to preclude that. Yeah, I just don't want her running around like sexing it up with vigilantes all the time. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, it's not a women, women's empowerment time, thing. Really, it's it's not like a thing where I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> I mean, whatever, her body, do whatever. But you know, it's just kind of weird that like Ollie's doing all the things. Like her dad wants him to be, like Raish wants him to be the heir. That's the thing he did with Batman. You don't, you don't want that to be the you the know? overall story. Yeah. Is like, well, my dad always wants me to be with these people, so I sleep with them and have childrens. Yeah, and also, you know, I just don't want Ollie to be like because Ollie's got some interesting stories and enough enough interesting stories in the canon to have his own stuff. Like you don't have to just make him Batman. No. Guys. No, but you've already robbed him of his humor, and now you're just giving him Batman. Th- I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's a glorious hybrid of yeah. of these characters, no doubt. Uh, Stephen Amell, his wish has come true. Apparently, uh, he got to try his hand at NBC's American Ninja Warrior. No word on when it will air. A couple of days ago, Amell Instagrammed a photo of a pretty scraped up knee, which uh, could be related. Uh, I probably will watch the clip of him, you know. Competing, I will definitely I, go out and find the clip of him competing. I, 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 I just, absolutely. I'm sure I'll do that. Uh, over to Powerless. It's not often we get Powerless news, but Adam West is on Powerless uh, coming up. Not, no, no word on what which episode, but um, he's going to be the chairman of Wayne Industries. He's going to be coming to Charm City to personally deliver some bad news about budget cuts. Uh, he will be playing Chairman Dean West. Of course. Which is fun. Yeah. 
And apparently Powerless is also planning a Donner 78 nod. Patrick Shoemaker says, uh, or Macker maybe, Shoemaker says Powerless is currently filming an episode that will feature Lois Lane dying. (laughs) And then a character mentioning that Soups flew around the world to reverse time. So until that happens, the crew gets to do whatever they want and it will just be reversed. It's kind of a fun premise. It is kind of a fun premise. I'm not sure it makes any sense. <laughs> no, but it, it may make as much sense as Powerless has previously made. So it, it, it might be just a fun episode of Powerless. No. Uh, over to Black Lightning, Jefferson Pierce's wife, or ex-wife, I should say, Lynn Stewart has been cast. It'll be Christine Adams, who's been, quite frankly, all over the place, including a small role in Batman Begins and a recurring role on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she is a pretty lady. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> I uh, I actually remember her from Pushing Daisies. Yeah? Yeah. I never saw that. I remember being a, a you know, very good actress, though, and what I've seen her in. Popped on Heroes for half a second. Like, she, she really has been everywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Looking at this cast of Black Lightning so far, it's, it's a CW show. It's a lot of pretty people. Yeah. Is my point. More Injustice 2 characters are coming. Of course. The latest... (laughs) I mean, are you really disappointed, though? I'm not disappointed, but I'm also not surprised. Right. (laughs) The latest from NetherRealm Studios gives us a glimpse of some back and forth between Batman and The Flash about whether they should trust Green Lantern after he sided with Superman. Uh, This also confirms Green Lantern's presence along with Captain Cold and Reverse Flash. So, yay! Yeah, there were some hints at uh, Captain Cold before. Apparently it's confirmed now. Great. You know, Reverse Flash, great. Sure. I, I just, I'm going to start getting surprised around the time where they're like, here's Magpie. <laughs> uh, see, I would only accept Magpie as like a joke character for you to play. Like, you know, like you, you start the level or whatever and you have no control over Magpie. She just like wanders off and like starts picking up shiny things. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> no, you're, you're just like you, you. You can I imagine a world where like you work for hours and hours to gain. It's not even a DLC. You have to work for this character. You have to work to get Metallo, mm-hmm. and then you get him, and his like his actual like uh, his his uh, his heart gives out. Like basically the mm-hmm. like you get him, and you get him for about half a fight, and no matter what you do. And it'd be it'd be an inside joke for the gamers. It was like you spent God forty, sixty, a hundred hours getting all the credentials you need to get to to get Metallo, and then you finally get him, and he lasts for about forty five seconds in a fight before his heart gives out and the and the like crypt, kryptonite dies. I think that would infuriate people. It would, but it would not be unprecedented in the gaming community to do that to people. <laughs> no, but it would not be okay. No. <laughs> Or like um, you get your goal, like you though, get two face to... and at the beginning of every fight he flips his he flips his thing and then at, at either he's invulnerable because he he flipped good heads and you can't possibly yeah. lose doesn't matter what you do you literally you're invulnerable you can't lose or you flip bad heads and you lose in like two two moves oh no no I would think it should be like no matter what he flips every time but no matter what he flips he still like can only throw like a normal punch. And he still just gets beaten the hell out of, like, just, like, destroyed. That could work. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past, I wouldn't put it past Boone and his, and his, uh, band of crazies over there. No. 
Uh, uh, so, it's, a, uh, it's a solid game. It, it, yeah, it's a solid game, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So the DC Superhero Girls uh, have a movie coming out called Intergalactic Games. This is the second feature uh, in the franchise. Uh, Superhero High faces Koragar Academy and kind of an Olympics thing. Digital HD available May 9th and the hard copy is May 27th. Both releases are going to include the seven animated shorts and uh, or seven of the animated shorts and the DVD will exclusively include the music video for That's My Girl by Fifth Harmony. I don't know for you guys, for you Fifth Harmony fans out there, I don't know if that's with uh, with with or without uh, Camille Cabello or Camilla what Cabello, whatever her name is, the yeah. girl that's with doing the thing with Machine Gun Kelly now. <laughs> I don't know if she's still in the group at that point, uh, but um, so I can't help you there. But probably <laughs> otherwise like something to do for the kids. Look it yeah. Up. yeah. Uh, hopefully they won't be in their uh, short shorts, uh, clapping their ass cheeks together and singing work, work, work. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> Not on this DVD release, at least. Uh, yeah. So. Anyway, there's a... Uh, <laughs> some people thought this was, a, you know, going to be a thing for the uh, movie Wonder Woman that's about to come out with Gal Gadot. And uh, I don't think it is, but um, I know it isn't. It turns out it was for the um, the old 2009 Carrie Russell uh, Wonder Woman movie. And um, there's a thought. What happened? What happened was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got Explain mad at one of my coworkers this week. I got mad at one of my coworkers this week. And he his response was, well, what had happened was. I just started laughing. I was like, dude, you know, I can't be mad at you if you say what had happened was. <laughs> <laughs> what had We're happened good. was. Just tell me the story now. <laughs> Jerk. Um, <laughs> they were going to, re- they resubmitted the Wonder Woman animated film. Originally, they submitted it back in 08 or 09, and it came back as R-rated, so they had to cut it down to make it PG-13. They resubmitted the original cut for the re-release, and it, hoping that, you know, they had changed some of their standards for what was an R and what was a PG-13, still came back R. So the report came back, and people just saw Wonder Woman and started reporting with the little screenshot of the thing, like, oh, man, this is, they're going to do a director's cut of the R-rate of the Wonder Woman movie. And then they were like, oh, no, it's for the animated movie. So they, oh, man, they're going to do an R-rated, uh, you know, animated re-release. And then that wasn't the case either. There's still just going to be the PG-13 one. They're just re-releasing the same cut they did before, and it's going to be PG-13. <laughs> yeah. But there's a whole lot of clickbait going on about that. So I figured I'd mention it just to be like, hey, guys, this is not really worth talking about. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about it, so you hopefully won't anymore. Right. But that's all the news I've got. You have anything? No, let's go. Any thoughts? Let's call it, and then I'll, we'll be coming back for some particularly spoilerific flash talk for just a minute, and then we'll be done. Uh, we are DC on Screen. You can catch every episode at dconscreen.com. We're on iTunes, and we're on Stitcher, and pretty much in Google Play, every podcatcher you can probably think of that has anything to do with podcasts. Unless they're, like, specifically about, like, gardening or something. We're not on those. No. <laughs> We're proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Proud members of the Batman Podcast Network. And uh, until next time, we'll be talking about all the shows. I think Supergirl is uh, taking a break this week. Yep. But we'll still have we'll have Flash and uh, Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow. 
Lord of Mercy, and I'm excited for all those things. Keep some DC on your screen, guys. Alright, so here's the thing that I was thinking of, and it may be completely obvious to anyone who's listening out there. Uh, maybe obvious to you, Jason. We'll see. But um, I was thinking today, and uh, remember Savitar uh, through Julian last episode was, we laughed it off, we thought it was funny, but he told HR, like, ironically, you're the, the one that survives. survives. Yeah, the coward survives. And then I was thinking, you know, in the future, they made it a point to show that HR was up on top of that uh, that building. And he's like, oh, we said we changed the future. HR wasn't there before. I think HR is going to sacrifice himself. It makes sense throughout when you, when you consider everything on the show. Tom Cavanaugh, to keep him around, you've got to have him playing multiple characters, and it's fun to have. HR can't go back to Earth-19, uh, so he can never go home. We can never get rid of him, essentially. And he's been proven over and over again uh, to be a valuable part of the team, even though everyone still treats him like crap. And uh, and Harrison, Harry, um, I should say, Harry Wells from Earth 2, doesn't really particularly think he's worthy of anything. Um, Jesse, just now, we're starting to see her like take to him a little bit as sort of a visage of her father. Not necessarily her father, but he certainly reminds her of him. Um, I think... Uh, I think he's going to sacrifice himself. I think it's, uh, we're going to get, like, maybe a, he's an abracadabra thing. Maybe he's a saboteur thing. Some red herrings. But I think, ultimately, to change the future, he will sacrifice himself to save Iris. Uh, I, I can dig the theory. I, especially given the, um, the, the sniper shot. I mean, he's, he's mm-hmm. there. I'm not sure that that necessarily indicates that he's in the present right now. Um, mm-hmm. trying to sacrifice himself a different way. It, it, it has a, it has a lot that it has to make up for that theory. Mm-hmm. Like how does he get on top of that roof? And... Whatever. doesn't matter. They'll find a reason. Some sort of <laughs> pseudoscience BS. Yeah. And it, but also like why, um, well, my point is he might not even have to, they might not even have to come up with something like he might actually just sacrifice himself before that ever even happens to prove that they can change the future, which I don't know why they're so concerned about anyway. They change the future like constantly on the show. But <laughs> also now that you uh now that you bring it up, I like the idea that he's on the roof and he intends to and it, it could be done, just think of the think of blocking. Think of the stage blocking. It could be mm-hmm. done in a way where he shoots Iris, but in mm-hmm. a way that like gets her out of the Savitar claw so that Barry or Wally can get to him. Mm-hmm. Like he could literally just get her out of the way for a second, like just you yeah. know a, a shot to the shoulder kind of deal. But also think about this: the man literally has technology that can change the way he looks. What if he's Iris in the scene? Yeah, but then who's on the who's who's on the grassy knoll? His partner. Which partner? Remember the partner that he looks like to the public? No, oh, yeah, the actual partner. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Work. What if it's him? It could be, you know. And we have we have a gypsy that can get him back and forth from that now. Yeah. So that could work. And for all we know, it could actually be Harry. It could be Harry easily, and he is more comfortable with a gun. So no doubt, yeah. no doubt that's the thing. So if you know, uh, HR decides to stow Iris away and and pretend to be Iris for a minute, even tricking Barry. Well, however, it's going to happen. I think HR is done for. I think he's done. After this season? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think, I think they're going to take him out. I kind of agree. I almost don't like it because I just, 
I've started to like him, but I, I mm-hmm. some version of Tom Cavanaugh, I just want to be around at least, and I've liked all of them. So it, Harry or HR, at least, I, I want them around. Yeah, I mean, I'm down for another version. Keep Harry coming in every once in a while and bringing a new version of of, of Harrison. Yeah, um, that's just my, my my two cents on it. I was thinking about it today and really just didn't want to wait until another Flash episode to talk about it. No, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah uh, that's gonna do it this is not gonna be a logan review <laughs> see you guys later <laughs>